It's 9.30, and it is time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers. I am joined by telephone in this era of pandemic with my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning. Gobble, gobble. (laughs) Almost, (laughs) huh? Gobble, gobble. It's that time of year. I got my Thanksgiving apron on. You do? What is your Thanksgiving apron? Well, it's just orange. (laughs) (laughs) That, I've seen that one. Uh, that's a good one. Is, I know, and it's it's not even. It wasn't even originally a Thanksgiving apron. I was someplace in the city, and and they had aprons, and one of them was the color spice. And I was working at Pat's Pantry at the time, so I'm like, woohoo, spice store! So it was spice. That was the color, so I bought it. But now it's my Thanksgiving apron. Too. Yes, very nice. <laughs> if you could dip your hand in flour and do that, you know, turkey that you make with your hand print. <laughs> oh my gosh. What have you been cooking? Oh, sorry. uh, I've got this big collection of giant honking hats, and a couple of them are pilgrim hats, and one is like just a turkey with a place to stick your head in it, and I make the family (laughs) wear them at Thanksgiving, and I take pictures (laughs) of them before I'll let them eat. This uh, might be the, this might be the upside of the pandemic year is that your family is not going to have to come wear the hats. <laughs> oh no, they will, and they I mean think of themselves I think primarily as tortured as this thing goes on, but it it amuses me. <laughs> well, there, <laughs> that's a worthy pursuit. <laughs> so, what have you been cooking? Well, not a ton. Just kind of getting ready for. You know, thinking about Thanksgiving, what I'm going to make. I've been making a lot of biscotti, though. Oh. And um, I've been thinking about biscotti like, um, you know, we dip them in coffee. But I have a lot of friends that don't drink coffee, but they drink tea. And I, I wanted to make some biscotti that were good for tea. So I, I made a couple. Um, I, You know how in Italy, biscotti are usually made with pistachios, but mine did not turn out good. But I made some chai-flavored biscotti. Um, chai tea flavored to study with some almonds in them and those turned out really good so I'm happy with those and do you know that spice grains of paradise I, I I'm familiar with the term but I have no excuse me I have no idea what it is nor have I used it what is you know it? it's sort of in the nutmeg cardamom black pepper family and it's a good in apple pie and I think next time I'm going to try to make like maybe a grains of paradise and cardamom one and I think that would be good with tea I think that would be really good with tea. I also thought the pistachio one would be good too, so we'll see. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and you know what else is good with tea is ginger Um, and and maybe candied ginger. I I thought of that, but it's just like there's so much ginger stuff with tea, and I think it's kind of overpowering, and I decided not to do that. Yeah. That I didn't want to go that way. Yeah. So I didn't do that one on purpose. So uh, I have never made biscotti. Oh, really? And I, I mean, I'm familiar with the process, and I've watched it being made on uh, cooking videos. Uh, yeah. But I wonder if it's like, it, is it crazy making in terms of being complicated or taking forever? No, but it does have extra steps. And so um, you just, what you do is you make a big log, and then you bake it so it flattens out. And, um, and then you let it get a little brown on top, and then you cool it off. And then you slice it diagonally into the biscotti shapes, and then you have to bake it again, and then flip it over and bake it again. And so it just it has more steps. That's the only thing yeah. to get it right. And then 
it's hard to like I don't like the biscotti that when you eat them without coffee or tea that you know you need dental work afterwards I don't <laughs> like them to be yeah I mean like so hard. hard I like them to be hard and crunchy but I don't want them to hurt me you know yeah and so it's a little hard to get them to be ever so slightly tender and not like jaw breaking yeah that part's a little hard but, <laughs> but yeah but I like them I, I think they're good yeah they're and, very um, good they're very good <laughs> I made a carrot cake the other day and um uh you know, it has the cream cheese frosting. And I went around the corner and I came back and Dale had biscotti and he was scraping them through the frosting oh. rather than dipping them in coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just cute because, you know, he had the total busted face, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can't leave frosting alone for a minute in the house. <laughs> it was really cute. What have uh, you been cooking? Well, uh, last night I made uh, fried rice. I had a bunch of, I made a giant pot of rice to go with a Brazilian beans and meat stew. And I thought it would be nice to have cooked rice sitting around in the fridge for a night when I didn't know what else to do. And um, I made, uh, and and the, the Indian basmati rice, which is not the normal rice you would use to make fried rice. Usually you're going to use a short grain rice, uh, mm-hmm. but it's it was really good. Um, and it stays, the, the grains stay very separate. So, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's the important thing. Yeah, really. So it's really easy to... Um, make sure that every grain is covered with a little bit of oil and that kind of thing. Uh, so I was really happy with it. I hadn't used uh, basmati for fried rice before. It was very good. And um, and I did uh, things a, a little bit differently. I've been watching so many uh, Chinese and uh, Korean and Japanese cooking. I follow some, uh, you know, I subscribe to some channels on YouTube. And... Yeah. Um, and so sort of just by osmosis, getting more <laughs> the hang of what you can just toss in together and it's sort of fail safe. Um, yeah. So I, we, I had done a pork tenderloin the night before, but we don't eat a whole pork tenderloin. There's only two of us. So yeah. I had cut it in half and just roast, just baked half of it um, with some, oh, by the way, really good apples right now, really good local, uh, you know, like uh, heirloom kind of apples available. And I've been making uh, um, homemade applesauce, which is what inspired me to do a pork tenderloin because it's an, it's an excuse to eat applesauce. (laughs) 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 And I had gotten a bunch of uh, local grown Asian pears and, um, those combined with the heirloom apples into a sauce, really good, really good. Didn't require any sugar at all, and I just put like a little chunk of a uh, cinnamon bark in there uh, while okay. it while it simmered, and it was just really delicious. But yeah. anyway, I had I- a half of pork tenderloin not cooked left over, and I just mm-hmm. thin sliced it to use for a stir fry, and it was so tender and so much nicer than like a beef. Uh, uh, stir fry I thought okay nice yeah it was delicious 
And then for the seven of you out there, if you're going to make fried rice, it'll be so much more successful if you use day-old rice than if you cook rice and then try to make fried rice. Yeah, you can't there's use some, fresh rice. Yeah. No. yeah, there's just something about it sitting overnight that it just makes it so much easier for those greens to separate and not glop together. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> another thing I did last night that I have never done before, but it, I liked it, was instead of doing the uh, a scrambled egg part of fried rice, you know, scrambling the egg after you saute some veg and then adding the rice and then blah, 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 blah. I Mm -hmm. made the whole thing and then broke an egg on top of it and stirred it around. And what it does is coat all of, you don't get little chunks of egg like you do when you cook the egg separately, but you Mm -hmm. have egg on every grain of rice. It was really delicious. That's how I do it. Is it? Yeah, I yeah, like just because then the cleanup is easier too. Because usually your wok is so hot, you put an egg in there and it just <laughs> fuses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's my problem. I mean, I know I'm I'm not doing something right, but but that's the reality of my health. <laughs> I don't have a wok. I just have a. Oh, okay. I just have a saute pad, but it works. You know. Well, I love how, like when you stir fry rice or, or do a kind of stir fry, you know how you're supposed to do it real hot and, and um, then you get that seared flavor that's so good when you don't crowd your, crowd your pan. But I only have an electric stove, so I have that outside wok burner that throws, I am not making this number up, 65,000 BTUs. Woo! And so that's, I know it's so great. And so that's what I use. And so, But it has like this, this little dial. So you can move it, you know, two millimeters and you've gone from cooking hot to like jet engine. And so it's it's so sensitive and it doesn't have any like number to turn it to. You just have to like have like some kind of Zen feeling about where the dial is that day. And so it's really easy to get that walk too hot and then fuse an egg to it. <laughs> so just, just safer to drop it in when everything else is in the walk. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, um, what else would you use that burner for? I mean, that's hot. That that yeah. is no. I just use it for for cooking um, stir fries and fried rice. That's that's what it's for. Uh, and and then I do chicken wings. You know, Asian chicken wings in it too. But just anything that you cook really hot. I just it's great to have because my electric stove doesn't get really hot. Now you so have to just, explain Asian. Oh, ch- chicken wings. Yeah, chicken wings. Yeah. Okay. Like I'll I make thought- some. <laughs> Chicken wings and oyster sauce is something that I'll do out there. There's just not a whole lot of other stuff I do out there besides stir fries and fried rice. But, you know, I do a lot of those. Yeah. I just misheard. No. And I thought you said chicken oh. rings. And I'm oh, like, chicken rings. what are chicken yes, rings? They're like onion rings, but they're protein. <laughs> okay. Or they're jewelry for chickens. I don't oh, yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. I, want, I wanted a clarification. <laughs> I'm going to open a place up next to Holly McCone. <laughs> <laughs> For people not in uh, the uh, Astoria area, that's a jewelry shop. <laughs> She's yeah. talking about yeah. a lovely jewelry store. Just get everything you need right there all together. Right. One stop one, shopping. One stop shopping. Thanks. <laughs> hey, have you ever heard of mouse pudding? M-O-U-S-E? No. No. God, no. M-O-U-T. <laughs> No, no, M-O-U-T-A. Okay, you know, this whole thing about us ha- uh, recording the show on the phone is that, like, what? what are you talking about? I need a lot of, lot of clarification. Oh, it'd Could- be like bubble and squeak, mouth pudding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying for some now. So, no, I've never heard of mouth pudding. 
Well, me either. Okay, so I was scrolling around the internet the other day, and there was this thing, and it said mouth pudding recipes. And I think it was on Tasty, and that's a big site, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, rarely, I have a lot of cookbooks that, you know, rarely do, do I miss like a whole category of food, mouth pudding. So, so I clicked on it, and what it was was I just kind of scrolled a little too far. It was melting your mouth pudding. <laughs> <laughs> I just missed the first one, and I was just like, "What is a mouth pudding?" And I was like, so like you know, indignant and upset, like immediately, like most people do about politics on the internet. I am about this dessert category. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. So upset about mouth puddings. How can these exist and me not know about it? <laughs> How is that even possible? Oh, no, melt-in-your-mouth pudding. Oh. Okay. And they were not melt-in-your-mouth, in case you're wondering. I only watched the first recipe. And what they did is they took, they were kind of making a trifle. Yeah. They took white bread and they soaked it what? in. Um, what? Yes, yes. Right white off bread. the bat, they're wrong. Yeah, white bread and they soaked it in raspberry juice and they made that for the crust of the oh. trifle. I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have a life. I don't need to sit and watch this yeah. insulting mess. Oh, no, I'm not going to make that. <laughs> Might as well have been mouse pudding. <laughs> you should have watched a little longer. Maybe it was. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Well, it made me laugh. <laughs> those sorts of uh, things that we discover out there are just there to make us feel better about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Except that I'm not smart enough to read the first line of an oh, internet gosh. post. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, we should talk about Thanksgiving, though, huh? We should. You first. Okay, well, I think this year, just because we're not going to have a passel of people, I'm going to make turkey roulade. So I think oh. I'm just going to make regular stuffing, and I'm going to roll it in a turkey breast tenderloin that I'm going to pound. Yeah. And, um, and then I am going to sear it in a pan. And I'm going to roast it up in the oven. I was thinking of grilling it, but I think I'm going to do it in the oven. I think I like how it turns out better when I get it brown in a pan first and then do it in the oven. And I think that's going to be my main dish. I'm going to make mashed potatoes. Just I think I'm going to make them regular. I was playing with the ultra fancy idea of garlic mashed potatoes. <laughs> but I think I'm just going to so do them exotic. regular. Yeah, yeah. And then um, make some gravy. So. That sounds really good. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I was just, I think I'm just going to roast a chicken. Uh, oh, yeah. Because, you know, then it goes a long way and I'm off the hook for meals to come. But also, yeah. uh, it makes really good gravy. And yeah. um, I haven't made, though, I haven't made turkey for uh, in any way for a very long time. So maybe I should. Uh, you know what? There's those turkey, those turkey breast tenderloins. They come cryovac, they're fresh. And um, I just get them at the grocery store in the turkey section. And they're really, really good. I grill those a lot. They're delicious grills. It's, it's a really, really good cut of meat because it's not the whole great big giant breast, you know? Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's analogous to a chicken tender from a chicken breast. Uh-huh. That, that middle part. And, and they're really good. I like them. They're, they're about, I don't know, they're about half a pound each. And That's really perfect for two people. Yeah, they're really good. Maybe I'll take yeah. your advice on that. What do you do uh, cranberry wise? Do you do them, and and what do you? How yeah. do you? I get them from um, Starvation Alley locally, and then um, I like it. I like it cooked. I mean, there's a lot of people that like fresh relish, and and I do too. But I like it cooked better. So I just cook it in orange juice and some sugar, and um, mostly honey because I really like the flavor of honey. And then um, 
uh, orange zest. And so it's not fancy, but um, I, I really like it that way. And so that's how I make it. How about you? Um, I really like the, uh, uh, for folks who don't know, Starvation Alley is a, a local organic cranberry farm uh, in uh, outside of Long Beach. And, um, and so I too like their berries very much and you can get them frozen or fresh. Um, but I, I like cooked better than uh, fresh. I don't like the, I really don't care for the ones that are just like ground up with uh, orange peel and blah, blah. I'm not so crazy I mean, about they're that. Good, but you have to chew too much. <laughs> and no, that's no good really i didn't get where i am today spending all that time doing. <laughs> and from my perspective being really older than you is that my time is really precious because i could i'm almost out of it you know what i mean it's a vanishing i've got you're a short shelf your eggs, life your eggs. You're only buying your eggs by the half dozen. That's right. I'm not. I'm not willing to go out on a limb and waste time on anything. I like the uh, horseradish cranberry sauce. Uh, oh, really? I've never even heard of it. Oh, it's. Uh, it is. Um, it used. It may still be, but it used to be on uh, NPR every year because. Oh, God, I can't say the, her name. She used to be a regular uh, news person on NPR, and uh, she always used brought us her mom's or her grandmother's or somebody's uh, horseradish cranberry sauce. I bet it's on the NPR really? website. I bet it is okay. because it. Well, used how do you to, make it? Well, you it's just. Uh, uh, Whole, I, I like a whole cranberry sauce as opposed to a cranberry jelly style, but it's okay, just yeah, got, it's you. got some sour cream and some, um, horseradish in it. And so it looks really? a, a little bit creamy and, uh, more pink than red. And it is okay. really, really good and especially good on sandwiches the next day. Um, and really good with any kind of sandwich, a roast beef sandwich, a turkey sandwich, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, I'm trying it. I have sour cream. I have horseradish. I, I mean, I have horseradish that I grow. So Yeah, you oh, I'm do. I'm excited. Hey, uh, I need to go, take a quick second and remind everybody that that uh, Food Talk is a co-production of Coast Community Radio and North Coast Food Web. And you know, Linda, we say that every time because we want to uh, attribute credit, but I also think that we probably ought to check with those two fine organizations and see if they really would like to continue to be aligned with us. <laughs> I'm not sure we're doing them a service, actually. Did you say mouse pudding? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Hey, I have a uh, no, question. I have a question okay. for you that came to mind when you and I happened to be in the same parking lot the other day and we were like talking at our uh 20 feet apart distance <laughs> hollering yeah. yeah and um i had just uh availed myself of a couple of loaves of your fabulous uh, d- uh caraway dill or uh, caraway rye dill bread which i it's like i cannot resist that stuff but you said oh, something you. to me at the time and i didn't Think to question you because it was cold outside. I just wanted yeah. to get in the car. But anyway, yeah. uh, you said something about the difference, the minimal difference between pumpernickel and rye. Yeah, and, it's, yeah. Uh, it, there's there's very little difference flavor wise, except so um, rye flour is 
um, like rye ground up and pumpernickel flour is um, is, is like the whole grain. So like um, to wheat flour, rye flour would be white flour and then um, pumpernickel would be whole wheat flour. That's like the difference I between see. the flours. Okay. And then, but, but everything else, so all the flavorings, there's dill in, I put dill in my rye bread and I don't in the pumpernickel, but there's caraway seed and everything is the same except there's dark chocolate in the pumpernickel. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I love and, the pumpernickel. I know, but that's the difference. And I remember my, my mom, well, my mom for her whole life, what she would have for um, breakfast is, is a slice of pumpernickel toast and some vegetable juice. I mean, that's what she always had. But I remember my little nephew, Tyler, he's like, Grandma's chocolate bread. And Grandma'd be like, ho, 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 ho. Well, it's chocolate bread. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the but it's just not sweet, so you don't think of. Yeah, I had no oh, idea. A, but yeah, it's, it's chocolate, dark chocolate. That's what makes pumpernickel dark. All right. It's it's not like food dye. It's chocolate. <laughs> well, it probably <laughs> depends on whose pumpernickel you buy. It, oh, yeah, could, it could be like that <laughs> trifle that's yeah. made with white bread. I mean, you never know. Yeah, no. do, you, do you remember the, um like, two sets of owners ago at the Peter Pan Cafe in Astoria? Yeah. At the deli there? They had that black bread that they would serve their... Yes. Their, their sandwiches on and, yes. and oh and my bunco group and they're all like 85 years old they love that black bread but really it was just white bread with black dye so much black dye and <laughs> and we'd sit there and they'd eat their sandwiches and they'd gossip away and their tongues were black and their teeth were black oh. from all the dye and it was just like a horror movie you know like <laughs> the opposite of when like on horror movies like the people always have black eyes but these were like these black holes in their head it was so awful oh <laughs> really no. It was black dyed bread. Why? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and the bread was black. I mean, it was not brown. It was black. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's hugely that's, unappealing. Yeah. Glad it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> just, just that one thing. I'm glad just that one thing is gone. <laughs> uh, so, you know what? We're going into soup season, don't you think? Yeah. Well, you know what? That's a, um, uh, I, I am from Minnesota. And so for Thanksgiving, I always make wild rice. It's just, you know, it's just a homage to my heritage. That's, I, I love it too. But, um, always after Thanksgiving, I make wild rice soup and I put the leftover turkey in it. And, ah. um, that's, that's just cream of wild rice. And it's, I think, delicious. I love that soup so much. Wow. So do you... I'm looking uh, forward to that. I know that you often will make a big batches of soup and then fr freeze them. And yeah. I wonder if you do that with cream soup also. Yeah. I have found that if I use heavy cream in making the soup, that it will uh, freeze way better. So instead of using half and half, I'll just use less heavy cream, uh -huh. but that the soup freezes way more stable. But it still works if I use half and half. Um, it just is, is way more smooth when I heat it up. Like it comes out of the container you thought and it's kind of clumpy, but then you heat it up and it gets just like new. It's all smooth and, and you know, it's got real good mouthfeel and it's delicious. So that's wow. what I do. All right. That's mm -hmm. great. Mouth, what do you every, every, every time you say mouth now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, uh, am, I, am I hearing this correctly? <laughs> it's got real good mouth feel. <laughs> I'm gun shy. 
Almost pudding. Well, and then, I mean, you know, not so long ago, just a few weeks, I made the Brunswick Sioux squirrel. I mean, this has just become like a rodent talk. (laughs) (laughs) Food talk anymore. (laughs) We're just, uh, we're uh, featuring critters as one of our main ingredients. It's it's critter dinner. (laughs) I know. Well, uh, we're we're coming right up because we're coming like a week and a half till Thanksgiving. And then we have this uh, week or so of really good leftovers to play with, uh, which is really, I think, the big bonus of Thanksgiving is uh, it used to be the big bonus was that we would all get together at a friend's house and there would be like 20 something of us at the great big long table. And that was the thing. You know, that yeah. was more important than anything we ate, although we, everybody yeah. brought something fabulous and the meal was Yeah, they really all did use, yeah, yeah, all their A game. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, Which is great. But without that, you know, you take mm-hmm. away the, the fellowship of it and it's just mm-hmm. a meal, then I don't know, mm-hmm. it's less inspiring somehow. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I really feel like I need to come up with some things that will uh, provide great leftovers so that I can be grateful for Thanksgiving long after Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. So because well, what do you, what you do for sides? For sides? I, you know, yeah. uh, I hesitate to mention potatoes because I know we have, you know, <laughs> I personally am responsible for having really like drilled that into the ground. But, um, but I, what is Thanksgiving without mashed potatoes and gravy? I, I can't even yeah. imagine it. So there's yeah. that. Uh, but also, I'm thinking that I might make a pan of scalloped potatoes while the oven's hot, and just because those are really good <gasps> leftovers. That is perfect. So, I am doing that too. That is perfect. Then tomorrow night is taken care of, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, but I mean, for Thanksgiving, I think I'm going to make scalloped potatoes. I think that they would really like that. And I think that would go with the roulade. That's just great. Hey, when I make them, I slice them in the food processor, and it goes so much faster. And oh, they're thinner. Yeah, and I, they cook faster because they're thinner. I uh, I like them really thin, and I like them layered yeah. with sweet onion. And uh, I, I like Ina Garten's one where she layers it with uh, fennel. Um, oh yeah, I know that recipe. It's good. It's delicious, but uh, you yeah. can toss anything in there. Uh, it's just yeah. scalloped potatoes are just really delicious, and that's uh, also a g- great leftover. Like I like refried scalloped potatoes with eggs in the morning. Really good. Really? Yeah, yeah. Just toss them in the pan with the eggs. And I guess it's sort of like a rearranged eggs and hash browns. Or, you know, like a cheese omelet and hash browns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. I'll try that. Uh, well, <laughs> yay. No, this is a great idea. Scalloped potatoes. I mean, I know the guys think that they're special, so they'll really like them. Yeah. And that's just perfect. And then my big thing was, what am I going to do for gravy if I make a roulade? You know, well, then yes. I don't have to have gravy. Then you don't have potatoes. to have gravy. Um, yeah. Although, you know, gravy. But uh, but gravy is not a holiday thing. You can make gravy any time that you have some kind of dripping. So yeah, it'll yeah. be okay. Um I wonder if you, do you do any kind of, oh, we only have a couple of minutes to talk about this, but my question is uh, salads at Thanksgiving. Do you do them? And yes. what do you do? Yes. I always do a, a wild rice salad and it's wildly unpopular and I don't <laughs> care <laughs> because I like it. 
but it's, it's, it's cherry tomatoes and artichoke hearts and red peppers and wild rice and in just a, a Parmesan vinaigrette. And nobody likes it but me. And I don't care. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even not just my family, I've brought it to friends giving and it remains untouched and I don't care. <laughs> I had it at Thanksgiving and I'm happy. More, more for me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. I, I always connote uh, Waldorf salad with Thanksgiving dinner for some reason. Oh, that's a good idea, too. There's really a lot of apples right now that are fabulous, and there's always celery, right? So, And yeah. there's always great variety of nuts that can be toasted and put, tossed in there. Yep. Hey, uh, we have to say goodbye. I'm sorry, but we're over. Happy Thanksgiving, Linda. Same to you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> A big butter and egg man From way out in the west Cause I'm so tired Of working all day